Thank God for the cross, amen. The blood that came running down that old cross. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 23, one of my favorite pieces of scripture. A lot of people's favorite scripture. Many messages have been preached from here. I love studying about the shepherd and sheep relationships. I've preached many a times from this particular psalm, but something really stood out to me this week as I began to read and prepare for what's to be said today. Psalm 23, if you have your place, let's please stand for the reverence of the reading of God's word and prayer for the message if you're able. Listen to what the psalmist David has penned under the inspiration of God. He said, the Lord is... My shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. May I say that the only way that you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil is to be a child of God. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm particularly intrigued on verse number 5 this morning. The last four words. My cup runneth over. Let us pray. Father in heaven, God in Jesus name. Lord, I thank you so much for the opportunity, God, just to be here in your presence. Lord, I pray that you'd send a special anointing upon your preacher. Dear God, as we do your will this morning. Lord, I'm not here to impress anybody. I couldn't if I wanted to. But God, you can. Lord, you can impress upon the sinner to come to know you as Savior. You could impress upon the saint to have a closer walk with thee. And Lord, we just appreciate what we've already felt here in your house. Lord, I pray that you'd undergird me with your spirit and power where I may preach your word. And Father, as we look forward into this 23rd Psalm, God, give us victory. Give us help from heaven. Dear God, that you only can give. And Father, I'll surely thank you and praise you. And give you glory for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You be seated if you can this morning. For thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. For us to understand the cup this morning, let us look at what's inside of that cup that is running over. I believe there's all inside that cup. All is a symbol of the Holy Ghost of God. And I thank God for the all and the Holy Ghost. Amen. What is so significant coming from a shepherd boy to pen such words about the oil and about the cup? Well, you see, a shepherd would have oil with him at all times. And that shepherd would apply the oil to the sheep in times of need. What kind of needs were those? Well, when a sheep or a young lamb was to get injured, they would put the oil upon the wound and the wound would heal faster by the help of the oil. I don't know about you this morning but there's some times when I've been wounded when I've been hurt when I've been damaged but God would come along by the way of the Holy Ghost rub a little oil on it and it'd feel a whole lot better and the wounds would heal a whole lot quicker. It is quicker to get healed with the Spirit of of God coming down and helping you than any medication that you might be able to take today. Listen, your heart may be broke. Nisi, I thought about you this week, dear. I know your heart's broke seeing that boy going back and, and going over into Hawaii and, and serving this great country of ours. Ricky, I know that it hurt uh, to see that boy get on that plane and head back out. But let me give you assurance today. The all of the Spirit of God is there to heal those wounds uh, and to bring it all back together. Uh, what's going to keep that boy protected? Uh, it's the all of God. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit of God uh, that is going to give him help and heal those wounds. Uh, and listen, I'm here to tell you, they'd put that all upon those lambs uh, uh, when they were in pain. It would soothe their pain. I don't know about you, but there's times that I've been in pain. I'll never forget that day. Uh, uh, some of you folks were there. Uh, I had the awful pain in my back. I wasn't going to tell this again this morning uh, because most of you know it, but I'm here to tell you it's worthy to brag on Jesus about. Uh, I was hurting so bad I couldn't stand it. Uh, uh, they called upon the preachers of the church. They anointed my head with oil uh, and the pain left that night. Why? Because I got under the Spirit of God. Uh, I got under the prayers of God's men uh, and it began to soothe my pain. But not only does the oil uh, heal the wound in the sheep. Not only does it soothe the pain in the sheep, but it will also repel insects. Amen. What do you mean? Well, you see, flies have a bad, uh, a bad way of getting with the sheep. And they'll actually begin to go up into their nasal cavity and begin to lay eggs up into their nostrils. And they'll go way up into their head and lay those eggs and those larvae will, will end up uh, hatching out and, 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 and they would begin to actually cause that sheep to go crazy. 
And those sheep and those lambs would actually take their head and ram it against a rock or ram it against a tree or, or begin to ram it in the ground uh, to try to relieve the pain uh, that is in their head. Uh, so what was the solution? They'd take a little bit of oil and they'd rub it in the nostrils uh, of the lambs and of those sheep. And aren't you glad today uh, when the insects of sin uh, of this world come about you? The thing that can protect you is the all of God. The Holy Spirit of God will give you the protection that you need. Not only was that all used by the shepherd to repel the insects, but it was also used to repel the snakes. How's that happen? Well, there was a particular odor in the oil that the shepherd would use. And uh, it's called the Rose of Sharon. <laughs> Wouldn't you know? They would rub that oil on those lambs and particularly around their legs. And as they would walk through those grassy fields, uh, uh, them snakes would stay in their holes because they would smell uh, uh, the beautiful Rose of Sharon. Uh, that, uh, that smell, that uh, uh, scent that would come uh, uh, from those particular uh, uh, flowers over in the Middle East. Uh, I thank God that when the serpent of this world, the old devil comes our way, uh, we can claim the power of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and it'll repel the serpent uh, he has to flee uh, he has to run away uh, but thank God I'm glad my cup runneth over this morning uh, I don't have to stand before you being depressed uh, I don't have to stand before you to be distraught uh, I have not a complaint in this world uh, now listen I'm here to tell you everybody can complain about something but listen instead of complaining about it why don't we praise God over it and claim victory over it. Amen. Uh, uh, listen, we don't have anything to complain of God about. Uh, he's been good to us. Uh, my cup runneth over today. Uh, why is it running over? Because I serve a Savior who's my King, uh, who's my Lord, uh, who's in control of everything. Uh, and I'm glad that my cup runs over. Amen. Uh, well, what's in your cup this morning, preacher, uh, uh, that's running over? Uh, well, I'm in my cup. Uh, I thank God my cup running over with goodness. Amen. Uh, if you look there in verse number 6, the Bible says, uh, surely goodness and mercy. So you can go ahead and put one and two up there, Ricky. Uh, surely goodness and mercy. I'm overflowing with goodness and mercy today. Amen. Goodness, if you define that word uh, in a secular dictionary, the word goodness means a quality or state of being good to. I'm glad God's been good to me. God's been good to you. If you're here uh, inside this sanctuary, able to take His good uh, air from the from the atmosphere, uh, uh, to take that oxygen inside of your lungs, even though it's difficult for some of you, you're able enough to breathe enough to come into the house of God. We've got goodness. Amen. Has God been good to you? Amen. <laughs> uh, we could probably get in a good argument of saying who... God's been the best to. Amen. But I'm here to tell you my cup's running over with goodness. Remember the dictionary? Uh, uh, being good to. Someone's been good to you. Amen. God has been good to me. I believe God's been good to you. 
God's been good to this church. God's been good to my family. God's been good to your life. God's been good to you. Amen. And I thank God for that. But we're not only running over. My cup's not only running over with goodness. But it's running over with mercy. And I looked it up in the dictionary to give you a legal definition of mercy. I love this definition. Even the world knows what mercy is. It says compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone by one who has power to punish, harm, or judge. Does that not sound like God? Let me read that again. I'm, my cup's running over with mercy. It's compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone by another that has power to punish, judge, or harm. That means I've got mercy. You see, people don't understand that our God is a judging God. And one day we're going to have to stand before Him. One day we're going to have to bow before Him. And the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But thank God He's shown me mercy. A mercy came walking in that day. Oh, by the way of the Holy Ghost of God. And gave me the forgiveness that I desired. Why? Because I couldn't forgive myself. I couldn't take myself to heaven. Listen, I was bound for a place called hell. And if you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ this morning, that's where you're headed. Y'all got a little quiet on me right there. It's the truth. huh? A place where the fire is never quenched, Brother Joe. A place where the worm dieth not. Someone said this to me the other day. Oh, but you got to understand when you die and go to hell, poof, it's over with. You're done. No, it's not. The Bible teaches on its eternity of hell. In other words, it lasts forever and ever and ever and ever. Our soul is going to last forever and ever and ever. And we're going to be either in one of two places. It's an easy decision for you this morning. You're either going to go to a place called heaven or you're going to go to a place called hell. You're ever going to live in the blisses with the Lord Jesus Christ where everything is perfect. Or you're going to live in a place called hell that was prepared for the devil and his angels. All I know is this. January 3 and 93, I asked Jesus Christ into my heart and I began to walk in the high highway to heaven and avoid that place called hell that soul's going to live forever oh it's going to be over with quick preacher oh I'm here to tell you you read over in Luke chapter 16 I believe the Bible teaches you and I we'll have our sight we'll have our hearing we'll have our feeling and how can how many of you ever burned your hand on anything hate getting burnt How about being thrown into an everlasting fire forever and ever and ever and feeling that pain for eternity? That's a place called hell. But God gave us mercy. God gave us mercy. And once I became saved, I had goodness and mercy walking beside me each and every day of my life. 
Has every day been a bed of roses? No, sir. Has every day been a glorious day? No, sir. I've had my battles and you've had yours. But may I say this today on the authority of God's Word. He's always there with me. He's walking through the fire with me. He's walking through the storm with me. So I don't have to go by myself. My friend, listen, I'd rather walk down an alley with some friends that stick it closer than a brother than to walk down that alley by myself. Amen. Listen, somebody said, oh, but you don't need all that preacher. Listen, you don't need an airplane to get to California either, but it makes it a whole lot easier. Huh? I'd rather walk with Jesus. I uh, kind of seen a little symbol of that the other week. Judy, your son, called me, invited me to go to that Carolina game last week. And, and uh, I couldn't go. We had stuff planned here on Saturday. Couldn't go. Lynn's like, I, well, we need to go. You need to go with me. You need to go with me. I said, man, I can't go. He said, well, oh, okay. I'll either go by myself or, or I'll sell my tickets or something. I, I, I don't even know if I'll go if i got to go by myself. And uh, I got to putting two and two together. He wanted me to be his bodyguard. <laughs> I would. <laughs> he sold his tickets. Oh, but if he was going to go, I was going to go. I said, huh. Throw me out in the river. Lead me down that dark road with you one time, would you? Huh. But goodness and mercy. Amen. We can be thankful of that goodness and mercy that flows out of our cup today. That flows out of our life today. Amen. But also, number three, let me look at it this way. My cup's running over with grace. I'm talking about God's riches at Christ's expense. I'm talking about unmerited favor. I'm talking about goodness and mercy given to me because I haven't deserved it and it becomes grace. I'm talking about grace for grace like the scripture speaks of. More grace, abundant grace, saving grace, dying grace, comforting grace, outstanding grace. We've got grace overflowing today. Oh, I'm here to tell you, there's been some times in our life when maybe we should have been thrown in jail. There might have been some times in our life when we may have been in a a terrible fix. But yet the God of heaven with His infinite grace and wisdom and mercy comes along and shares His grace with us. And it starts to heal us up. It's part of the healing process. It's part of that all. My friend, that begins to help us and heal those wounds that we talked about. Uh, in our introduction uh, aren't you glad for that marvelous grace uh, that comes along uh, and gives you the peace that surpasses all understanding Uh, God's riches at Christ's expense has been given to you Uh, listen there is no other way to get to heaven today except for being saved uh, uh, through the grace of God uh, by our faith and believing in him Uh, aren't you glad that he sent his son uh, to down at all rugged cross for us. And then listen, it was a sad day, but it was a glad day because he was dying for you and I. And as they took him off of that old rugged cross, as he had took his last breath, and the Bible says that he gave up the ghost, they put him in a borrowed tomb of Joseph. The angel rolled the stone over the tomb. And my friend, on the third day, the angel came down. That rock began to roll. It began to skip on 
on down the hill. Uh, and then all of a sudden, out from the grave, he arose. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, to give you and I the grace uh, uh, that we need. How many times have we prayed, God, I need your grace today uh, uh, to make it through. God, I need your grace to make it through this situation that I'm in. Whether it be that saving grace, uh, that dying grace, uh, that comforting grace, uh, uh, that grace uh, uh, that is grace, abundantly grace. Amen. Uh, That abundant grace that comes along uh, and begins to just overwhelm your soul uh, and begins to flow out of your cup. uh, And people begin to look and say, uh, what is wrong with him? Uh, Well, maybe it's a little bit of God's grace. Maybe it's a little bit of His mercy. Maybe it's a little bit of His goodness. That's flowing out of your cup by the way of a testimony today. To let everybody know that you are a child of the King of glory. Grace. But not only my cup runneth over with number four provisions. I looked that word up, provisions. We know what provisions are, but... The dictionary says it's the action of supplying. I serve a God today that supplies all my needs. Amen. For Philippians 4.19, the Bible says, My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My cup's overflowing with provisions. I'm being provided for. Amen. I'm being provided for. Listen, when I don't even deserve nothing today, uh, the Lord Jesus continues to provide for me. Hey, listen, and I, I was eating breakfast with my wife yesterday, and we was up at Strawberry Hill. I hope they pay me for that advertisement, amen. But we were up at Strawberry Hill, and, and we were eating breakfast, and we was talking about retirement, and how old we was going to have to be before we retired, and her and me, and I was like, yeah, you'll get, be able to retire. Preachers never retire, right? They die. That's what we do. We just die. And, uh, um, but, uh, you know, there'll be a time that, you know, brother Josh, I have to step down from pastoring one day. And, and of course, uh, the natural, you know, life continues. It'll be a long time down the road. And that's great and wonderful because I, I love working for the Lord. But, uh, you know, we began to think about what's going to lie ahead and this, that, and the other. And would we be able to afford to do this or do that or this, that, and the other? And one thing that I mentioned is it doesn't really matter because I am assured today that God will always provide. Amen. Always provide. It doesn't matter if you got to go into an early retirement or if you retire later in your years. Uh, I'm here to tell you, you serve the true and living God today. We don't have to worry about all this stuff in this world that's being thrown up at us. Uh, he'll continue to provide. Hey, listen, the same God that's providing for you today is the same God that'll provide for you. Oh, when you get into retirement age, I thank God that my cup's overflowing with provisions today. But not only that, my cup's overflowing, number five, with blessings. As I looked up the word blessings in the dictionary, it actually says this. God's favor and protection. That's a blessing, amen? God's favor and protection. And then I began to think about Luke chapter 1, along about verse 28. The Bible says... 
Mary there was blessed and highly favored. Do you know that I'm blessed and highly favored today? And if you're saved, you're blessed and highly favored. That's the blessing of God. And then Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Listen, the enemy wants to tear your home apart. The enemy wants to tear your life apart. The enemy wants to do things uh, uh, that to bring you down. But may I say today, God is able to win the battles that you're in. For no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Amen. Uh, I thank God that I'm overflowing with blessings. Uh, I can look down through the years of my life and see where the blessings are and where the blessings come from and know without a shadow of a doubt that God was in the midst of it all and God was in His plan. You may be sitting here today and you say, well, preacher, I ain't got a whole lot. How's that being blessed? Uh, Listen, you don't have to have a whole lot. We're not talking about the abundance of things. Uh, You may be rich in God's love, mercy, and grace today uh, and that, my friend, uh, will make the difference in your life. Uh, I thank God for His blessings. We are having cups today that run over with goodness and mercy and grace and provisions and blessings. But number six, thank God we're running over. Our cup runneth over with the Spirit of God. And I looked that up in the dictionary. I mean, we know what the Spirit of God is, but I just wanted to see what another viewpoint of the particular word. That word spirit, it says a particular way of thinking, feeling, or behaving. In other words, if I've got the Spirit of God living inside of me, people ought to be able to see God inside of me. Amen. I don't claim to be nothing but a man called by God to preach the gospel. But I ought to have a particular way of thinking. I ought to have a particular feeling or behavior because I know who lives inside of me. And I'm trying to give a testimony unto what God's done for me. And to be a shining light in a dark place because a lot of people have no idea who God is. They have no idea about a relationship with Jesus Christ. As I was watching that ball game right there in that stadium last night, they presented Dabo Swinney with that ACC championship trophy. The first thing the man says is, first of all, I want to thank God for allowing us to do this because if it wasn't for Him, we wouldn't be able to. And the crowd began to cheer and I began to look around and I began to think unto myself what is everybody cheering about it makes sense that he would thank God and it made sense that people would cheer but when 90% of them are so drunk out of their mind they don't know which way to turn what are they shouting for they have no idea who God is They have no idea of how the Lord has blessed. Some of them probably, I guarantee you, didn't even make it home last night. And as I looked through that crowd, I was like, boy, that was a great thing to say. And something that everybody should hear, someone else thanking and giving praise to God. But they had really no idea of what that man said. None. No comprehension of what was said or done. Our cup ought to be running over today.
and thankfulness and blessing of knowing that the Spirit of God resides in you and I. You see, because when you become a Christian, you become a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. New things become... uh, Everything becomes new. We're not the same person that we used to be. Huh? We're not the same people that we used to be. And I guarantee you today, folks, listen, I'm not trying to meddle. I'm just telling you the truth. There's going to be people that claim in your workplace to be Christians, that claim to be children of God, that'll be at some Christmas party this week, next week or the next, totally intoxicated out of their mind and doing things they should not be doing in the eyes of God. I guarantee you. And then you'll be let down and disappointed uh, more than you ever have before. Because you'll look around and you'll say, I didn't know they were like that. I didn't know what I was stepping into. But then you look and you say, well, they really don't know God. They really don't know God. Listen, if you put anything in your body that impairs the temple of God, I believe that's a sin. Anything that impairs the temple, anything that comes against you and and, and to where you can't even have control of your life, it is a bad thing. I believe it is the devil's number one commitment to get you, me, or anyone else strung out on alcohol and drugs. Why? Because he's got control of you and he can work you like a puppet. When they, when that stuff gets a hold of your life and begins to rip at you and tear at you, whether it be prescription drugs, or alcohol, illegal drugs, or whatever it may be, my friend, I'm telling you, if the devil can get you into that situation today, that's where he wants you because he can control you. You're out of control. You lose control of everything. And you have to have that which is there. And we, we talked about it a little bit in Sunday school. What makes it so bad today? You go and get hooked on one thing to get off of another. Hey, listen, there's some of us in here. We know some people that go to those methadone clinics. They keep enough, just enough out for them. And where they can pass that test to show that they've been taking it. And then they sell the rest of it. Supporting somebody else's habit. Why do you want to get, why do they want to take somebody off of something and put them on something else? Just because it might be legal in the eyes of the law. You know, there's moral law too. My cup's running over. But I'm going to end with this one today. My cup's running over with salvation. I've got enough salvation, Joe Floyd, today uh, to forgive me of all of my sins. I've got enough salvation overflowing uh, uh, to write my name down in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, I've got enough salvation inside of me uh, uh, to keep me from a devil's hell uh, and to put me in a place called heaven. Uh, I've got enough salvation in me for when I do go to my Savior and bow my head unto Him uh, and cry unto the God of heaven. Uh, He listens uh, and answers the prayers uh, if it be in His will. He takes care of me, answers it all, and gives me the help that I need. My cup's overflowing. I've got a mixed up cup this morning. It's mixed up with goodness. It's mixed up with mercy. It's mixed up with grace and provisions and blessing and the Spirit and salvation. And it all comes from one, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I don't know about you, but I'm ever so grateful today for my cup running over. We may feel like at times we have nothing. But I guarantee you, if you're a child of God, you've got goodness, mercy, grace, provision, blessing, spirit, and salvation. If you've got a true relationship with Jesus Christ, you're gonna, ha- you're gonna be able to miss that place called hell, uh, and enter into the joys of the Lord, uh, in that place called heaven. Amen. I'm glad that's where I'm going. Amen. I want you to stand as they come get us a song of invitation. Does your cup run over? If your, your cup may be running over with sin. Your cup may be running over with selfishness. Your cup may be running over uh, with uh, uh, things of this world. That is going to bring you down and destroy you. May I say, I have got the answer. His name is Jesus Christ. He can forgive of all sins. He can throw them as far as the east is to the west. And bury them into the deepest parts of the sea. That's the God that we serve today. Listen, don't be a Christian today that's carnal. Don't be that one that rides the fence and tries to walk with the world and then tries to walk with God. Tries to walk with the world and tries to walk with God. Israel tried it for years and years and decades. As they would serve God for a while, they'd turn God off, turn from God a while. Something would happen, they'd come back to God, used Him as a spare tire, just as long enough to get them through. And then they're going back to the world. Then back with God and back to the world or maybe I'll just walk and just straddle the fence a little bit I'll have enough of grace and God to soothe my conscience over here but I'll have enough of sin in my life over here to keep my flesh satisfied may I say that's not going to work you can't be unequally yoked with this world you can't be in that point to where you try to live a double life But you can live for Him. Preacher, you don't know what I've done. It don't matter what you've done. God's got forgiveness. Preacher, you don't know how far I've drifted. It doesn't matter how far you've drifted. God's got the answer. Be 100% sold out to Christ today. If you're here lost, you never made a profession of faith to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to. I wouldn't wait another day. I'd do it today. The day is the day of salvation. Father, Lord, as we come to you today, humbly bowing before you, I pray you'd speak to your people. Be with these that are coming around this altar already. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Help us to do thy will. Help us to lift up those that need you today. Lord, help us to be prayer warriors for thee. Help us to be faithful unto thee. Help us, dear God. I pray if one's under the, uh, Lord, the uh, conviction by you, God, I pray you'd bring them to an altar of prayer. Lord, I'll surely thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You come if you've got a need today.